This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Sam's got kicks and the angels got on. Well, I'll be a squirrel in a skirt. Rest in peace, break home. Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris, we get horny. Are you what? are you are you ready to get horny, Chris? I'm not ready for anything. I think I need to talk to an adult. I don't feel I'm I'm prepared for whatever you've got in store for me. Chris, are you are you getting kind of horny? You know what? You know what? Speaking of horny, um, we always joke about, and I may have said this before, but we always joke about people being horny on Maine. Yes, meaning. They're posting horny or uh, uh, sexual pictures, often not of themselves, almost always of fictional characters, uh, on their 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 Twitter account, mm-hmm. their Facebook account. That's just their main account. Yeah. A lot of people um, in these communities like to have their their alternate, um, not safe for work accounts where they're allowed to post their porny smut uh, because they don't want to keep it to themselves. They just they want to they want to let it show, but you know they want to use an avatar that's not their own face. They say misery loves company, but horny. Mm-hmm. Horny loves company. Now, I hate that you're doing that, but <laughs> the thing that I've learned, you know, it, we take anime fans, for example. A lot of them are, are not horny on main. They will go to their alternate account and they will post that inappropriate um, image or fanfic. Uh, however, Supernatural fans, as a brand, are horny on main. They are just just oozing and boozing. At the at any site mm-hmm. of these two Winchesters, I'm gonna need you to say it one time, Chris. Come on, I horn. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. That's what I was waiting for. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got a got a like a, a weirdly horny uh, episode for you that I I feel like is just kind of weird and bad, but also like has some fun stuff in it too. Like it's 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 a real strange episode, man. What, 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 what were you thinking while watching this last night? Were you getting kind of uh, there's some there's some <laughs> I, I I can't I'm gonna have to hang up. Uh, there's some stuff in this that is is funny, but so many of the scenes are drawn out to a point where I couldn't laugh. It was just awkward, and um, I didn't really like it that much. It's okay, but I didn't like it that much. It's okay. I think that's about the best we can say with it. And look, we're it just eight feels like it was written by a 15 year old boy, <laughs> like a 15 year old. Horny boy. <laughs> I'm two seconds away from just hanging this call up. <laughs> um yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. And um like it's it's just it's just really weirdly written. But but we're eight episodes into the season nine and I I haven't actually gone back to look at every each and every episode and I have the memory of um something that has a bad memory that I've already forgotten. So but I don't think that we've had like any spectacularly bad or even like okay episodes. Like oh I guess the dog dean afternoon episode was only was kind of miserable mm-hmm, except for mm-hmm. But yeah, like I think we're doing pretty good for like a, a yeah. season nine show, and really, like I, I don't think that this episode is bad. I just think that it is no, no horny. I can't. I can't, I really can't. I'm calling the police. Uh, before we get to our 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 coverage of this episode, I want to thank the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Um, they donate every month, which we feel very grateful and humbled by. They yes. get exclusive episodes of the podcast. Um. We are we are 
this episode will come out tomorrow. So yeah, I can, I can, it'll come out next week. So we most recently did, um, <clears throat> Dr. Horrible sing along blog on our monster of the weeks presents podcast. So you can get listen to us talk about that. That was a, a listener sponsored episode. If you are at that 10 and $20 tier, you actually get to dictate stuff for me and Chris to cover. Uh, we approve it, of course. <laughs> like we're not just going to let you like say like you know, yeah. I want you to watch this this DVD of Casa Erotic. Like we're not going to do that, even yeah. though Susie's yeah. right there, and we know we're we're familiar with her work. <laughs> um, so you can do all that stuff. You get episodes early. You get access to our Discord. It's a fun and happening place, and we thank each and every one of you, including um my buddy whose name I'm not going to blast on online, even though I think everybody knows him. My buddy Michael, who I know from the Duck Feet community that I've met in real life. Um, and I know his wife has been listening to this podcast for a long time. So shout outs to her and Mike for, uh, for supporting the show. Yeah. Thanks guys. Chris. I'm sorry that Jeremy keeps saying horny. I was just about to do it again. So you get, you, you got me. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right. I've read the road so far. You ready? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Last time on Supernatural. Young Dean left behind the hunter's life and joined up at a boy's home for boys, where he learned valuable life lessons, like how to shake a man's hand, how to kiss a girl, how to do homework, and how to jam out on bass, Jeremy. Jam out on that bass. Those slick slaps, however, have done little for modern-day Dean. My laptop went to sleep, hold on. (laughs) For modern-day Dean. Uh, as the troubled elder Winchester struggles with, uh, with the secret he's keeping from Sam, I gotta, I gotta quit with this voice, but with Ezekiel still threatening to leave the wounded Winchester behind at the drop of a hat, Dean is forced to keep silent just a little bit longer, pushing away both friends and family in the process, or else suffer his brother's death. That's Oof, all I got. Good stuff, Chris. Yeah. Um, we're covering season nine, episode eight, Rock and a Hard Place. This was written by Jenny Klein. This is one of the few episodes that were written by a woman, and so that's interesting. That uh, is very interesting. I was pretty sure that a horny fifteen-year-old wrote this. Oh, uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, who did? Please continue. Directed by John McCarthy. This aired on November twenty-six, two thousand thirteen, right at right at Turkey Day. Sam and Dean reunite with Sheriff Mills. Sheriff Mills calls Sam and Dean to help investigate. Excuse me, for help investigating multiple murders in her small town. That's not true. Uh, discovering <laughs> all four victims belong to the same church chastity group, Sam and Dean decide to infiltrate by joining the group themselves. When Dean disappears, Sam and Sheriff Mills realize that what they are, whatever they are hunting has taken Dean too and team up to rescue him. Um, so yeah, right out the gate, Jody Mills is back, and I think she is an absolute delight in this episode. I very much enjoy her and Sam kind of teaming up in this, mm-hmm. and they're kind of partners in crime throughout the whole thing. Uh, I, I think this is just very good. It makes me really just fucking weep for Wayward Sisters. Like, I know we're not there in the, pop, in the podcast yet, but we did cover that episode kind of out of order, um, and I, it just makes me weep. Like, I, 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 wish, I wish we could have more of this chick doing this, this role. I like it so much. Yeah, um, they fucked up. They fucked up by not following through with that. Um, That's true. Yeah, um, we. Uh, so they they start us off with our, our like previously on segment, which uh, d- re- reminds us that dragons existed, and also Sheriff Mills, mm-hmm. and that Crowley uh, almost killed Sheriff Mills, and uh, has also been kind of like halfway turning human. So, yeah. Also, he went on a date with Jody at some point, <laughs> and then killed her and tried to kill her at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bad date. Bad day. Yeah, we start off with our, our cold open, a girl coming out of a diner late at night. She gives some home to a uh, some home. She gives some food to a homeless man just to go and show that, you know, she's a good gal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know as supernatural viewers that somebody's watching her. Uh, and sure enough, she drops her keys. Uh, within seconds, she's crawling under her car 
only for a large uh, figure, not even a large figure, I guess a regular sized figure to appear, lift her car, engulf her in blue white flames, and then just disappear. Spooky. And uh, this looks yeah. kind of dragon like, right? Like we, we think that it looks kind of dragon like. Uh, that from what we saw in the last episode, and I'll, I'll give them props, like the the fire CGI here actually looks really good. I like it when they use it in this episode. So, yeah. Um, we jump into the main part of the episode and we open at the bunker where Sam has passed out at the breakfast table. His, his, he has, he has gone through his normal r- morning kick routine and now he's too exhausted to finish his cereal. And yeah, uh, I just assumed that the narcolepsy was finally kicking in. Of course, yes. Uh, and Dean wakes him up. He's like slams some stuff around and uh, and then tells him like, "Hey, Kevin hasn't found anything." And also, Crowley is a junkie, so like we have to remind people that those dudes exist, even though we don't really yep. have the budget for those dudes to be on the show. Yep. Uh, just gonna casually mention them and then move on. Um, Dean also suggests that maybe, or one of them suggests that maybe Crowley has been lying about the Metatron spell being irreversible, and that's like the only dash of the of the main plot that we're gonna get. Damn, right Chris, that was so fast that I didn't even catch it. I don't even have that in my notes. I did not hear. It's that just at a one off line because like because Kevin can't find anything relating to it, so they're like, well, maybe Crowley was making it up. Maybe it's not irreversible. Uh, but that doesn't matter for now. Um, we get a phone call. From Jody, jo- uh, Dean gets a call from Jody. I like that he puts her on speakerphone. Is it like they're both just like super excited to talk to her? They're um, always uh, um, they're always super excited to see or talk to Jody. It's really yeah. sweet and charming. Like they, I put it in my notes. Every time they see her for the first time or leave her, they give her big hugs, and it's very cute. It is. It's 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 precious. I'm I'm just gonna say it. Um, and it's not horny. It's precious. Nice. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, she uh, she explains to the boys basically what happened in the cold open, but that has happened four times. There's these four people who have just disappeared. Um, this time, however, there was a witness. Um, somebody saw the car being lifted up, and like, yeah, that sounds pretty weird. Um, so also sounds notable. like her kind of thing. Yeah, notable before uh, we get into the actual investigation part is that Sam was passed out because he feels really tired. Like his battery won't charge up all the way. Oh yeah. So, so even yeah. though he's been he's been feeling fine and he's been able to do fine, like obviously this internal process of healing of of Ezekiel healing him is uh, taking it out of him a little bit. So he's he's a little yeah. worn down. And we haven't really seen that yet because for the most part Sam has been fine. Except for the, the fact that he keeps getting knocked out, which I guess now can be explained away by like his, you know, he's just not right because he's got like a an, an angel in him uh, and the process of healing is is draining him. So he's just he needs to be unconscious as much as possible. Also, the also a concussion the size of his knee <laughs> like that yes. dude is. Yes. That dude has to be concussed. Uh, it, it cracks me up now every time I see these two guys get knocked, knocked around and passed out. Like it happens a couple of times in this episode. It's just very funny to me. Yeah, I just um, think that with that amount of brain trauma, Sam would be dead yeah absolutely oh absolutely he'd be dead like he he does more he does more work than brick homes you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely Um, sam and dean uh, arrive and they meet they meet jody mills uh they they bunch of hugs all around dean asks her if she's laying off the blind dates (laughs) which she kind of just laughs off and i'm like she almost died like (laughs) nobody talks about the time that that dude stabbed sam in the back and you had to do a devil deal to get him back home huh nobody jokes about that right right that doesn't come up in casual conversation that was a traumatic experience for her she was just trying to get out into the dating game her husband died she yeah. became a zombie and she had probably had to kill him. I don't remember. Um, and then she, for some reason, starts making out with this old man, Bobby, and then he dies too. And now she's just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go out on the state. 
she meets this really charming British guy. Things are going well. They're holding hands. And then he tries to murder her. It's just like this chick can't catch a break. Sometimes you have to ask, is it is it them or is it me, Jody Mills? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. It's not. It's definitely not Jody Mills. No, of she's, course she's, not. She's it's great. always them. Uh, she kind of passes out the files and explains that all four of these uh, people who have disappeared. That's why I said that the uh, episode description was not accurate because they weren't murdered. They just disappeared. Uh, but they were all right. members of the Good Faith Church. And... Um, Dean's kind of surprised at this, like she, she just because he doesn't think she looks like much of a church person, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, well, after after running in with Crowley and almost dying on the floor of a bathroom, maybe I just want some some positive reinforcement in my life. Maybe yeah. I want to do a little church." Is that so wrong, dude? Is that so wrong? No, no, it's not wrong at all. Um, um, Sam, Sam, kind of just casually as they're talking about things that this could possibly be. Sam just casually mentions angels, and Jody's like, "Excuse me, there's angels." And I love Dean's. Yeah. Uh, Don't worry, they suck. And <laughs> just moving right along. There's a couple yeah. of these moments in this episode that I like a lot. Yeah, we forget that like she hasn't been around for a while, so like she doesn't know all of the ups and downs. She knows about zombies and like ghosts, probably, but not everything. Um, but for from Jody's perspective, like she wants to get back into things because. The more that she knows, the more she can be prepared. She says it herself. Um, she, I think, is starting to take up the mantle um, uh, that I, I think Bobby kind of had before her. Um, Bobby's character changed to be like somebody who is integral to the day-to-day lives of the Winchesters. But before that, before they altered that, he was just like this crazy old guy who, who hung out in Sioux Falls where he lived. And he took care of issues in that area. Uh, and I think that Jody is kind of taking up that same role yeah and they're setting her up to do like throughout this episode we're going to see her doing research and finding out things and it's very much um you know we have a strict policy on this podcast to not say that anybody is the new old character who died like we we, we we're very adamant against like you know kind of course just cliches like that but it, i think they are setting her up to kind of fill that role in, in some sort of way yeah um it's a shame that she didn't get her own show anyway um the, so uh, the boys go the, to uh, yeah they meet up with with the homeless guy who uh uh the the chick that disappeared her name was honor because there's so yep. many things on the nose here in this episode yep. uh he he watched the whole thing uh you would think that you know he, he's a little like you know he's a homeless dude he's a little smelly he's he looks like he's kind of you know alcoholic or whatever but uh i thought they were going to do more with this but instead they're just like okay so you saw this and the blue flame okay cool 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 gotcha okay here's some cash leave and he never shows back up again dean pulls out the biggest wad of cash you've ever seen and then just takes out 120 to give to the guy <laughs> fuck capitalism man uh <laughs> So they decide to go visit the church, and uh, when they register, they meet a woman named Bonnie. And uh, as they're registering for the church, which I guess is a thing, I've never had to do this. I just like I just went to church with other people. Like I've never had to sign up for church before. Sam seems, and Dean do this like once a season. At this, it point. seems very awkward to me. Like I don't, I don't want to have to like write a thing on a piece of paper that says I belong to this church. That seems really, really ridiculous. I guess because we're not like super into religion, and maybe if you are, like you want to go and meet the parishioners and all this. I don't know. Seems crazy to me. Um, but when they're there, they're talking to, to meeting anybody seems crazy to me, Chris. That's actually accurate. Yes. <laughs> Says um, the guy who's about to go to the busiest place in the world this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bonnie is just like perky lady from from the church. Uh, they got a tour of the place. Um, Sam asks just a very, a very Sam Winchester fashion how they um, the they like they like the, the church. They think it's a nice little place. But these recent disappearances really scare them. 
Um, it's just like funny to imagine Sam and Dean being afraid of something like that, but whatever. Um, Bonnie reveals that everyone who's disappeared was part of a chastity group. Um, they were part of a specific circle, to which Sam excitedly asks if they can join. And this, uh, this, this, this group is the APU, which stands for Abstinence Purifies Us. And uh, you said that Sam is excitedly asked to join. I wrote that Sam's all in, no questions. Like he seems yeah, weirdly yeah. excited to get into the to the Virgin group. Like, like in a way that well, we're is, gonna we're gonna find out why. And <laughs> and just a very like weird kind of way. Um, I, I like a lot about this stuff. At some point, like all of this kind of awkward talk about virginity and things like that. Um, sometimes supernatural treats virginity like a punchline um mm-hmm. like it's done that it's, it's done that a lot uh, with rehymination and, and things like that and it definitely feels like they're doing that with dean in this episode where he's kind of going out of his way to, to to snicker at all this stuff um and i don't really know how i feel about it like i don't necessarily care who it has and has not had sex and it feels weird that if you've had sex and somebody hasn't like that you would lord that over them because what right. the fuck it's are just you, immature that's old? all it is yeah, yeah. it's just immature um, but that said, like this, the scene with these two boys and Dean acting like a fucking literal boy during most of it. Um, and this, this very prim and proper woman is very funny to me. Like, I think this is a really mm-hmm. good comedic bit. Like at some point she's so like, she's, she gets, she has a weird way of speaking. She's like, well, I'll, I'll be a squirrel in a skirt. Like she's got this weird kind of like way of yeah. talking that really makes the whole thing for me. Um, but yeah, they sign up and they are, um, I think we get a congratulations, Sam and Dean Winchester. You are both virgins. Uh, they have like signed some pact or whatever. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. You got to sign paperwork to become a virgin again. It's really a vow. Funny. It's a sacred vow. Did you ever do like a promise ring in high school or anything like that? No. <laughs> yeah. I never did any of that bullshit either. <laughs> like, I'm not going to promise anybody <laughs> anything. I'm 13 years old. I don't know anything about you. <laughs> so we, we switch over to uh, Honor the girl from the cold open uh, who is using her, her taser as a flashlight and one of the most annoying visual and audio effects in this episode. Seriously. I, I why? hate it so why? much. Why we and to, like, it's not you, building tension. It's not scaring me. I'm just like, Jesus lady. Uh, the only thing I can think of is like, you're going to want that taser later when something comes to get you and it's going to be out yeah. of fucking battery. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that some of this like stuff that they're doing at this point is, is, really heavily negated by things that happen later in the episode. Like we're going to find out that the other four people who have disappeared are in this room, but like there's a good two or three scenes of her just wandering around in the dark. And then like, once everybody gets there, it's just well lit again and everybody's hanging out. I'm like, why would you go into letting this chick just wander around in the dark? Very confused. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. We we get the impression that something else is down there, but we don't know what. And then it's just like, Oh, it's the other people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're 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 playing into that pretty well, and I don't think it it works for them that well. Um, we go back to the church where uh, we meet Susie, who is the uh, the the head um, of the APU of the Absence Purifies Us. Dean immediately starts checking her out during silent prayer because Dean is Dean. He's going to mm-hmm. do that. Um, and then when she asks for people to talk, uh, we, one woman stands up and asks to read her verse called god is a rocket and the ball is in your court which i think is very funny yeah yeah, yeah. uh luckily suji shuts that down and uh asks sam to speak instead um he he says that very earnestly he says that every woman he's had relations with uh it hasn't ended well for them that's sam acknowledging that he's you know he's got the kiss of death he once he stings them they stay stung uh a lot of women that he slept with have died and 
I think that that's part of why he's super on board with this. He's like, oh, if I just never have to nut blood again, then no one else will die. Um, finally, so, the he, curse is broken. Finally, the curse is broken, and he 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 says this, and they all chant back to him: "Stay strong, stay pure." And uh, I I love Dean's reaction when he's when he says the relations have not ended well. He just looks to the crowd and is like, "He ain't lying." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, instead of like sharing, yeah, he he just flexes on everybody. He's like, "I've had the sex before." Yeah, I've um, I've pe- I've penised, I've penised on girls before. What are you gonna do about it? I've penised on girls before. Jesus Christ! Yep, <laughs> that's a terrible. That's what it, that's, that's a terrible thing to that's say. That's what he says. That's um, what he says because this was written by a fifteen-year-old. This is uh, boy, does this get? Chris, I'm sorry. It's it's the only accurate description. It's the only word that you I don't can have of. to say it. It's this, you don't have to. This say scene it. is very horny. It didn't. <laughs> it's not necessary. <laughs> Uh, when Dean starts describing like his relationship with sex, uh, he, it starts out like normal, like sex has always felt good, uh, like really good. And it almost seems like they're going to go a different direction with this where he's like, and then you wake up the next day and it's, and it's adios. And, you know, I, I, and I was like, Oh, well like actually Dean dealing with his like one night stands and his, 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 his dissatisfaction, his unsatisfying, you know, sexual, encounters that leave him wanting more that won't leave him actually wanting a relationship because we actually haven't seen Dean on the prowl very much in, in the last few years, right? Like he, no, he's given no. some looks, but mostly he's been just kind of not very horny. Uh, oh my God. But in this scene, Dean starts like actively describing the act of sex and his body on your body and my hands all over your body and us touching and moving. And then there's that spot. And it's literally the Harry met Sally scene where like, it's, he, mm-hmm. he, I think he talks a woman off in this, right? Like a woman almost yeah. OGs yeah. in this room. It just keeps, they just keep zooming in on all their crotches. It's um, extremely uncomfortable and I kind of hate it. Yeah, and I know he's just he's doing it to fuck with everybody because he thinks it's funny. But like, come on, dude, chill out, brother. Is it uh Does anybody find this horny? <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners do. No offense, but y'all love Dean. <laughs> I, me and Autumn could barely look at the at the screen while this was happening. Like, it's so awkward and corny. Uh, not not horny corny uh, <laughs> that it's just it's just it's just weird and i don't know man like i don't i don't need dean winchester describing sex acts to like in the second person you know what i'm saying like i'm, I'm i don't need that to happen in my life and it's really kind of weird not absolutely yeah it's uh it's a it's an experience i mean and sam is giving him looks like fucking knock it off dean this is super gross <laughs> <laughs> only because sam is about to nut that blood <laughs> oh shit yeah he's, yes dude looks over at sam he's like oh jesus no i'm sorry i'm sorry i gotta take it back i'm sorry sorry sex is bad everybody sex is bad um, the fuck is wrong with you, Sam? Out of all these people, Bonnie <laughs> is extremely not amused by this. Uh, you can tell she no. she's not very happy about it. Um, after this meeting, uh, Dean tells Sam that he really thinks he knows who Susie is. He thinks that they've met before, so he goes off to uh, ask her, you know, if she knows him. Uh, meanwhile, Bonnie corners up Sam, um, and Sam tells him tells her like, "Oh yeah, the meeting was really good. I just I can't help but think of those people that weren't here." And uh, Bonnie says that honor was her favorite. And then uh, mm-hmm. spots somebody stealing like a pastry and then leaves, letting this chick Tammy show up and tell uh, Sam that, oh, 
she has no idea who Honor really is. And of course, Sam thinks he's yeah. getting some good dirt here. And it will turn she's out to, to get some dirt, not dude. be good dirt. <laughs> not at all. It's like, yeah, she uses store-bought cookies for her baking sales. It's like, oh, oh. Oh. Uh, meanwhile, Dean is chatting up Susie and uh, asking if they know one another. And she's like, no, but look, I do offer individual counseling. Uh, I can go get you some books. And he's like, no, you know, there's all these disappearances. Let me walk with you. Like, And she's like, okay, sure. Yeah, my apartment's right around here. And Dean, as, as they're walking by, like, does the I'm about to get laid face to Sam. And I'm like, Dean, please just dial this down a lot. Please stop being yeah, so please. horny. Please stop being 15. It's so bad. Um. I, I don't know, man. Like, I I just, a lot of this scene, like... It's it's fine. It's it's goofy, and it's supposed to be funny. I think it just doesn't quite hit the level of humor that I want it to, so it just comes off as a little bit awkward. Yeah, I think that's, I think that may be what it is. It's not, like, egregious or anything. No, it's just no, awkward no, no, no. and, and it, kind of unfunny. I don't even think it's, like, problematic or anything. Like, I think, no, I think that, no. um, it's just, like, as a, as a dude, like, and I've, I've talked before that, like, I don't think, I don't, like, watch actors having sex to to get off right like we're, we're, that's that's watching right, right. sex scenes in game of thrones is nothing but ever awkward like it's it's very rare that a scene in a movie or a tv show where they're you know pawing all over each other actually like will be like ooh yeah like I, this doesn't happen for me so like all of this stuff mm-hmm. just ends up being super awkward and weird and this is just not funny enough to overcome the awkwardness so yeah Exactly. I feel like everybody's going to think I'm a fucking prude on this podcast by the time this well, is done. You've said horny about 500 times, so I wouldn't worry about it. Oh um, no, I've got a, I've got a list. It's only 12, and I'm working to my goal. Oh. My goal for the podcast was 32. So, so <laughs> we got we've got 20 more times for me to work it in. Oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, Sam heads back to the motel. Uh, meets up with Jody there. I like that they're just sharing a motel room because she's just part of the family. It's like everyone's chilling. Yeah. Um, they they talk about um how now is this correct honor and pastor fred hooked up did i get that that's, right? that's correct yeah so two of the people that were missing were a pastor and his wife and uh we found out here that honor found out or honor was boning pastor fred and jody finds out that the wife was also boning somebody um and <laughs> the funniest part about that is somebody heard them going at it from another room and then she heard crying and then she heard pastor fred say it doesn't count since it was under 30 seconds yeah <laughs> and then uh she heard more crying and that's when something broke in and grabbed the, t- the two people yeah um very very exciting stuff um but that means that uh they actually broke their chastity vow and therefore, as Sam says, so dragons are off the list. Um, <laughs> I love Jody. Jody's just like, dragons are a thing. And he's like, too many things are a thing. Too many things are, th- are, th- are a thing is a really funny supernatural line for yeah. me. That, that would really yeah. works. That's some good shit right there. Um, Dean gets to Susie's apartment. And I don't know if the show could, could describe, could, could do a better job of showing you how horny Dean is, but he takes every opportunity to ogle this, this woman's body that he possibly can. Like, uh, she takes off her hoodie and he's like, damn, she's wearing a tank top. God damn. (laughs) Uh, several times, like she'll lean over and he'll be like checking out out from the side. Like, it's just, it's so over the top and, and horny that I I just Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it's just ridiculous to me. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Um, also, when yeah. she takes off the hoodie, like they play the sex music underneath. Like they start playing the weird, mm-hmm. like someone's about to get down music, which does not help the, the the atmosphere for me at all. No, 
No. And like Dean's like lighting a candle. <laughs> this is all happening. It's it he does imagine walking into a woman's house that you've never met and lighting a candle for her. Like without like any yeah, kind I of mean, idea who she I, is or I guess to be fair, imagine being as handsome as Jensen Ackles. <laughs> I, I, sure. Um, Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you've lit one of Jessica's candles? Never. I've never lit a candle at Jess's house. Yeah. I mean, I Autumn has to like specifically ask me to light a candle, and it's only for like scent purposes. She's like, I want it to smell like yeah. a Christmas tree in here. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, this is I like candles when it's really cold. Really? Because <laughs> that you you'd be surprised. It really heats up the air. Man, when our power went out the other day, uh, we it was right around the time we were about to go to bed anyway. So I just like lit a candle beside the bed and like we we snuggled up. Like the weather wasn't too bad. We we're really lucky that the power was out in such a great conditions. But uh, I was like, like I, I was reading like a book on my iPad and Autumn like is laying beside me and I'm like, this should probably be more romantic than it actually is. <laughs> like, we're just sitting here reading. Like we were very tired. It was a work week and all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it was yeah, just like no the candles really don't like. I don't associate candles with with bone it down. So anyway, um, Dean lights a candle. Uh, he's looking like really smug about this whole situation. Uh, but when he leans over to to see what Susie is doing, she is crying on the couch, and she wants Dean to uh, sit down to pray with her. And he reluctantly kind of agrees to do so and sits down, checking her out all the way down, which is kind of kind of gross, Dean. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, come on, Dean. Keep it in your pantalones. Um, it's, it's good, good, good foreshadowing, Chris Mosher. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Is this where Susie starts crying? Yeah, yeah. That's. Did, yeah, are, are we breaking okay, up real bad? Okay. Okay. No, I just want to make sure that while he's trying to get in her pantalones, this is indeed the scene where she is crying. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Um. Back to Sam and Jody. Yep. Um. She says, uh, oh, you know, for being born again today, you sure look like crap. That's what Jody says to Sam. Yeah. Um, and that's just, I mean, I think he looks great. I don't think that everyone should be piling on Sam, but it's just supposed to show like, yeah, Sam, Sam's not well again. What a surprise. The, the, the twist of this season is that Sam is sick for some reason. Um, I read on the, on the Wikipedia page that this is the first episode that was filmed. In the, in the season, even though it's like the eighth episode that aired, so I wonder if they yeah. were like thinking that they would set up Sam as a, a little bit more um, decrepit than he actually ended up being in the in the first seven episodes. Because this does seem like a, a bit of a sense. shift. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I'm a, I'm a, okay. Like in, in the space between episodes, Sam can like be worn down quite a bit. Like I'm I'm okay with it. Like I don't I don't feel like it's some cont- continuity error or anything like that. But I just right. I, I'm wondering if that has more to do with why we're getting a lot of those kind of comments. Um, but she also reveals that she didn't sign up for this, for this virgin shit. <laughs> She's turned to God, but not to celibacy. Yeah. So she doesn't make promises that she can't keep, which I think is very cute. Uh, yeah. And she just says she enjoys church. And like, after everything that happened with Bobby and Crowley, like she just wants, wants comfort. And Sam agrees with that. He's like, yeah, yeah. I think we're all looking for that. And she's like, well, you, you guys have it, right? You and Dean, like you guys are something special. And like, you could tell just Sam wants to crawl out of his goddamn skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this entire time or not that entire time, but Sam has started trying to call Dean to get some, in, uh, to give him some info. Um, do we figure out what this thing is yet? Cause, uh, no, not yet. We don't find out to the yet, very, okay. very end almost. Okay. Um, um, oh, but they figured out that it's people breaking their chastity vow. That's right. So they're trying to get in touch with Dean. Um, 
cut back over to Susie's place and she gives Dean a stack of chastity books. And then she's like, I'm going to go take a dump. Bye. Um, <laughs> and then, so he finally, he finally answers Sam's call. Um, and at that exact same time, he finds something in Susie's drawer. He finds a DVD copy of Casa Erotic, uh, of which she was the star. I didn't see this on the on the trivia page, which I found unusual. But isn't Casa Erotic like? Wasn't that the thing that the Archangel appeared to them as when he was explaining a bunch of shit to, to Sam and Dean? Yeah, they've um, Casa Erotic has been in like a bunch of their like motel things. Like yeah, Sam got what, busted watching it one time. That's and, what like, I thought. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. one of those running, running joke. Um, but Susie is the star of this, and. I hate basically Sam Sam tells him on the phone it's not a dragon and Dean hearing Susie coming in the room is like quickly hangs up on him and tries to hide the fact that he saw the DVDs uh and then I hate everything about this like <laughs> I hate this entire fucking scene because either you have a character that used to be a porn star and got out of the life and is now devoting her life to Christ and making this this whole chastity thing or you have a porn you have a character that's just real horny and you can't really i don't think that you can have both because all of a sudden he just like says things at her that are kind he just of, starts speaking to her in spanish kind of gross like oh you're a legend the things that you could do i was i, I just you made me want to be a taco in that taco scene and i'm like what in the fuck are you talking about yeah. dean and yeah. i know this is all supposed to be light and funny but it just comes off as a little skeevy and gross and i mm-hmm. i don't like for my boy dean to be skeevy any more skeevy and gross than he usually is yeah it, but her again she's written to have her response be like oh you must want a different chastity counselor like no he came to your apartment because he wants to have sex with you that was his ulterior motive this entire time you should be aware of that and she just and she just was like yeah sure like i'd Man, I, I would also like to have the sex. I would also like to be penised by you, as, as you yeah. said earlier. Yeah. And then they start yeah. making out, and like the the mariachi music starts playing, and I'm like, I just I'm rolling my fucking eyes at this whole whole situation. Like again, I know it's supposed to be cute. I know it's supposed to be fun, but it seems like like the character that they set her up to be is just gone, and she like, now she's just a just a, a horny target basically for Dean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also get that they're setting this up for the episode right like it's people who break their vows right, they're, right. so like they're they're setting this up so these two get taken and i get that it's just the twist right like it's just the turn that mm-hmm. happens so fast that mm-hmm. she goes from heading up the abstinence purifies us campaign to like oh you've seen my you've jacked off to my porn movies wow i definitely want to have sex with you like that's that's impressive <laughs> I, I mean like oh you really like me in my porn movies like i let's let's bone down like it's just such a it and I was it's it's just such a male adolescent fantasy thing to happen like i'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna meet a porn star and I'm gonna be the one she falls in love with right like it's so fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. sorry I'll get off my soapbox no i I hear you uh and then now just like to the juxtaposition because we cut right to honor underground um still wandering around in the dark she finds a lantern thank god and then she finds past her friend and the others and they're all still alive hooray there's no monster down there it's just people they were kidnapped um but just then fire swirls around past her friend and he is gone and then they hear a scream from up above somewhere and that's really about that for a while they, that's it pastor yep. disappears and that, that's really about it um Sam realizing what's happening uh realizes that Dean took the um the hot chick home and is about to break a vow so they realize that they have to rush to rescue him um and then we cut over to Dean and Susie who are now dressed 
<laughs> and yep. and it's it's voice code is quite his time and they're like wow that was great yeah this is great we should do this again sometime and dean is just literally leaving when they get, both get blasted by blue frame flame and knocked the fuck out yep um back underground one of the girls is just bugging she's losing her mind because she's so thirsty she's scraping her fingernails against the brick wall I apparently I'm very squeamish about fingernail stuff because I had a hard time watching this. Uh, she makes her fingers bleed and then she drinks her own blood. So like, yeah, things are going well for the for the virgins underground. This is the um, scariest part of the episode. Like this chick yeah. does a and like they show in brutal detail like that her mangled fingertips and fingernails while she's been. Scr- oh god, I'm getting like the shivers even by saying it out loud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's um, very gross and uh, Honor's reaction to this is just like, what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. What have I gotten myself into? Um, and then the hatch opens and Dean and uh, Susie are tossed in. Yep. Uh, Sam and uh, Jody investigate her apartment. Uh, Dean is just trying to get out of this thing, but it's not really working. At some point here, the past, not the pastor, but the other guy uh, hears a train through the vent. But that's just kind of a, a thing for later. Uh, Jody kind of puts together that this is actually vesta the roman goddess of the earth hearth excuse me um who desired six virgins for a sacrifice and if any of the virgins broke their vow after 30 for 30 in during their 30 year vow uh they were buried alive there's a comment right before this where somebody says to dean like when they're like oh where are we and like oh we're in hell and i thought that that was pretty funny uh because dean's for real been to hell <laughs> and this is just like a, a hole yeah, Susie, poorly furnished was, hole. Susie asked him at some point, like, Dean, we broke our vow. Maybe this is what God wants us to, where God wants us to be. And he's like, Don't worry, honey. I don't think this is a God thing at all. <laughs> like, an, yeah. like Dean, the only dude on earth who could probably accurately say that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's see. Dean, uh, yeah, back to uh, he, back to the Vesta, whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they think it's this Vesta person um dean they go back to the bunker and dean is realizes he doesn't have his main phone but he has one sewed into his jacket which nobody in this room questions and i appreciate that because but i would have probably yep. had to say like dude who the fuck are you that you have a yeah. phone sewed into your jacket yeah do you have to unsew that every time that you need to charge it what's the situation with this phone? how do you charge that phone <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm sure there's a solution but it's still complicated or maybe he keeps it turned off and like keeps it like charged up or whatever like turns- maybe i mean my laptop was off but it was dead when i turned it on so That's- yeah i don't know chris go plug your laptop in it's plugged in right now uh meanwhile this dude um who has been kind of weird in this in this room is like looking at honor um, like, 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 I, I honestly thought that he was going to try to eat her because they talked about the mm-hmm. pastor being, uh, completely famished. This chick being so thirsty, she was drinking her own blood. I thought he was giving her the, you're a turkey eye from, from the Looney Tune cartoons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, no, he's just all. like scheming. He's like, we should get rid of the weakest link. Cause she has a sprained ankle or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're going to find that out in here in a bit. Um, and of course Dean's not having that. He's like, look, if you want to try to give her up to save yourself, I'll just fucking give you up, man. Like I'm not, I am not concerned. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was, I was a big fan of Dean bullying this nerd. Me too. Me too. I like that. I liked it a lot. Uh, thank you, Dean. Thank you. Recently <laughs> sex have her <laughs> Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, God, do you think Dean is so horny in this situation, Chris? Or do you think he's got it all out of his system? I can't, Jeremy, stop! (laughs) Uh, Dean manages to get a phone call out, uh, and Sam, who 
can't really hear what he's saying, but he definitely hears the the train in the background. And Sam and Jody do a bunch of uh, deductive work to figure out that there is a, I don't know, abandoned wet pipe factory or something on the side of the train station. So they go up and look over there. Um, they find, uh, I think that's the next scene is they just drive over and they start trying to find the interest, right? Uh, yeah. They head over and they're like, they, well, they do some like GPS, they do some GPS hacking and they're like, yeah, I heard, uh, I don't know. It's so, it's all, it's all a lot. It's a lot here. Um, they eventually get over there and Sam is about to find the entrance. Uh, somebody rushes up behind him and knocks him the fuck out. Um, oh, it's, wait, did I miss the part where Sam announces that he's a virgin when they, they're like, cause they need virgin blood on an oak, oak oh, stained virgin blood. Yeah, I think I that? missed that. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I forgot to say that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they've, they, they used to be virgin blood on a, on a branch on a sharpened stick or some sort. And, he, and, yeah. and Sam's like, I'm a virgin. And Jody's like, uh. yeah, Jody goes, <laughs> she goes, where are we going to get a virgin? And Sam's like, I'm a virgin. <laughs> um, but Jody, yeah, no, not, not going to happen. So they go to the church. They go find Tammy. Um, they try to explain her what's going on, but it's, she's not hearing it. She thinks they're pagans. Jody just punches her in the face. He takes her blood. Um, fucking awesome Tammy goes, for Jody. T- Tammy goes, what the fudge lady? And she just goes, wipe your nose, dear. And then they walk out. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Jody. Um, great. and then, and then they head to the set from last episode, that barn. Yep. And Sam starts searching it. It's the same fucking set. It's the same set. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They just moved the tractor out of the way. They probably released the tractor for that one episode anyway, rented a tractor. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as Sam is about to find the entrance, he gets knocked out. Um, and then um, Jody runs in and she gets grabbed by none other than our friend Bonnie, who turns out to be the uh, Vesta, the, the Roman priestess. And uh, dun, dun, dun. she holds up her blue finger, and, and it, which turns in like the tip turns into a blue flame. flame and uh, Jody. I really like this. Jody holds her fucking on throughout this. Like she's doing the Dean Winchester, like I'm going to fuck with you and make you mad until you make a mistake and I can take advantage of it routine, even though she's yeah. kind of getting the yeah. shit beaten out of her at the same time. All right. Yeah. Cause she, uh, she, she, she takes a lot of punches in this scene and she doesn't get knocked out. Unlike Sam, who is fully unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. One crack um, to the head and Sam is out for yeah. like a, a good eight hours or so, eight or nine yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. Sam is going to be for sleeping. sure. Unless somebody like jingles a bowl with a spoon in it nearby, he's not waking up. Um, but we come back down, and Dean is trying to like screw Did his way kick, out. Kick? Huh? Yeah. I'm up, I'm up. What? What? Did I'm somebody up. say kick? I'm up. Someone talking shit. I'm up. Um, <laughs> Otter Otter gives Dean a pair of scissors from like a first aid kit, and he starts to use them as a screwdriver to open up the the hatch that Sam had only partially opened before getting knocked out. Bonnie Meanwhile, is, is jo- going on about being a uh, Al. That hippie from Bethlehem really ruined her whole franchise. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Well, uh, got him again. <laughs> yeah, got him. <laughs> you go off, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, she she grabs Jody and throws her on like the sacrifice table and says that she's uh, she's sad because she can't even get real virgins anymore. She kind of has to put up with like the the people that even, at least signed up to be like newly virgins, yeah, the the dollar brand virgins. And she says that they uh, she only eats their livers because that's the only thing inside of them working to keep them pure. Uh, well, and Jody pulls out the the stabbing wood, I guess. 
Uh, yeah, the stab mode for sure. A stab. I, I called it the stabber in my notes. I don't know if you want to go with okay, that. Okay. Um, it's just, yeah, the, for sure. Uh, Bonnie grabs it from her and then Sam tackles this chick from behind, having woken up because somebody said something bad about a kick. And uh, when he tackles her, the uh, the stabber goes directly into Jody's chest. And I really thought they were setting this up yeah. for another Ezekiel appearance. To be honest with you, uh-huh. like, I thought that's where I this was oh, going. Oh, word. Sh- Jody's dead. Yeah, yeah. I like, uh, guess, guess it's good that Ezekiel's here. Uh, this is only the fifth person it's happened to. But no, uh, spoilers, she's fucking fine. She's totally fine. Uh, she just has, like, she has her arm in a sling at the end of the episode. She's going to yeah, be okay. What? Why do they keep almost killing Jody? I don't know. Do you think it just makes to show what, how tough she is? Do you think it makes she's like a the Saiyan? She has, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, she's like a Saiyan. She has to get really close to death in order for her to power up. Oh, I think I, I think you've gotten used to it, and it's not working anymore. Damn. It's, I'm just. I'm so. Uh, I just. I'm done. I'm done. With you. Um. <laughs> so uh, this chick tackles or the Bonnie grabs Sam. Um, and then is is about to like fry his organs when she realizes that he is just like total a total shitbag on the inside. Like he's just a he's just mm-hmm. a piece he's just a turd in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Uh huh. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she gives him that classic like, "What are you? What is like? How are you alive?" This is like the eighth time this has happened to Sam. First, it was the it was the cowboy animal animorph um, chef mm-hmm. from a couple episodes ago. It also happened in season six when that random goddess was like, what are you? Because he didn't have a soul and it was very confused. Yeah. Um, so Paris Hilton, always, you always, mean? <laughs> yeah. No, no, not that one. Um, there's just always creatures angry at Sam. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they don't understand what he is. And he's always just like, huh? Why does this keep happening to me? Uh, luckily, while she's going through this whole speech, uh, Jody has pulled the stabber out of her chest and stabbed this chick in the in the back, and uh, this chick is all dead now. Uh, at the same time, Daughter. this is happening. Dean busts out of the hole with a you know a classic swashbuckling "What did I miss?" kind of line. Um, and then yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we stuff. we we don't get any closure with any of the any of the pseudo virgins in there. Nope. There's no more. There, there's nope. really no more horny through the rest of the episode. So you guys don't have to worry about me saying that anymore. Um, I don't know if I don't know if we're in the clear just yet. Um, <laughs> this uh, is um, okay. My my favorite line um, is. Jo- okay, so Jody, she's fine. She's got her arm in a sling. It's the next day. She's leaving the motel. Mm-hmm. Um, they say good- their goodbyes, and then from off camera, we just hear her go, "Don't get the door for me or anything." And then we see her <laughs> opening the door and leaving with her bags and her arm in a sling. And like they clearly added that in after the fact, but it's so fucking funny. I love it. It's, it's my favorite part of the whole episode. Really funny. Just these like, two hunky line. dudes just yeah. standing twenty feet away from the door for no reason. She's yeah, don't get the door for me or anything. It's fine. Or extremely funny to me. I really liked it. Um, now it's time for some serious conversations between Sam and Dean. Uh, Sam sits yeah. down and says, you know, I think there's something wrong with me. Something really, really wrong. And Dean tries to brush it off, but Sam's like, why would that chick lie? And Dean's like, dude, you were glowing with trial juice, which is yeah. it, out of context is a very horny lie. <laughs> no! <laughs> <sighs> good times everybody good times this this is very interesting if you take it from like the perspective of this being the first episode filmed because yeah that gives this like conversation a totally different tone you know because we just left like nobody's mentioned the trials in a while yeah and, and we were like we 
yeah, coming out of season, you know, eight, like it was, it was real heavy into trial bullshit, right? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like it hasn't been mentioned, but him just specifically saying like, you were glowing in with trial juice because that was the last episode that we filmed before this one. Um, yeah, but, um. Sam says, like, no, it's it's just me. Maybe I'm never going to actually be all right. And, like, at this point, Sam, I don't blame you because it's been, like, three straight seasons of you just being fucked up because you've got no soul or you have Lucifer in your brain or whatever it is. Something's always wrong with Sam. Um, He says, but he says, yeah, this is this is just the way that I am. Um, I'll, and- maybe I'll never actually be all right. Uh, yeah, which that's I, that's fucked. Is, is, a, is a really bad thing to say. And, of course... Like this gets to Dean, um, and, and like, coming from the events of the last episode, where Dean, we have this this perspective of Dean being so protective of his brother. This gets to Dean in a way that he just he can't. He's willing to protect his brother until his brother starts turning any kind of harm inwards. Right? He's like, I can't let you. Right. I can't let you take all of this on yourself. I can't let you blame yourself for something that is obviously me trying to protect you. Like I'm not going to let you go through this. And uh, and he sits down to to confess to him. And then, of course, Ezekiel appears and is like, yo, homie, stay back. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what you're trying yeah. to do. You can't be doing that, though. Uh, these 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 kicks are not ready to be big yet. We, we You can't be spilling the beans like he will eject me and he will die. And we finally get to Wait, see Dean. Are, being you, like, are, you, no, are you saying that there's a there's a younger version of Big Kick Sam called We Kick Sammy? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is that oh what we're God. going after? Is there a little We yeah, Kick Sammy? Yeah. Little We Kicks? The We Kick Sam in there. Uh, He's not ready. He's not ready for the for the big game yet. Um, no. Yeah. So Ezekiel's uh, like, yep, yeah, nope. No, uh, you you can't tell him because that's that's bad. So um, he stops Dean in his tracks, and then Sam pops pops back in, and he's like, uh, "Well, yeah. What what were you gonna say?" Uh, and Dean has to change course, and he's like, "You know, if there's something wrong, it's not your fault. You just gotta have a little faith, Sammy." Uh, and Sam is, you know, he's still just downtrodden. He's not pissed at or anything but he just gets up and he grabs his bag and he walks away because you know they're getting ready to leave and the episode just ends with the camera panning on a dean who is now even more torn by the lie because he was just so ready to tell the truth finally and i once again jensen ackles kills this uh like this 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 conflicted grief um and and guilt and and knowing that he's doing this to protect his brother's life but just feeling like such a shitbag for doing it it's just all bad to him like none of this shit is really working for him and it, and you can just tell right. and I, I love jensen ackles face and I, once again we're kind of and, and supernatural has been doing this for a while I, I like to call it out but uh ending on that kind of a weird discordant note in an episode really works for me like mm-hmm. this doesn't they resolved the case. They saved the people. They hunted the thing. Or I guess technically Jody hunted the thing. <laughs> Sam and Dean didn't really, didn't really do a whole lot. It's true. Um, it's Dean true. got laid, but that was really about it. And uh, Sam became a virgin. And Sam became a virgin again. Uh, but I, you know, I, it, it just it just leaves you hanging. It leaves you like what what is going to be happening next? And it, I think that kind of stuff is one of the reasons that Supernatural is so easily bingeable. Like it just makes you want to go right into mm-hmm. the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure. I. 
this is this is a real mixed bag of an episode for me uh i think that the the, the monster of the week is pretty dumb like i, I think I've, I've never really liked it when they're just like yes it's a goddess of rome from as 2000 years ago and we we right. we we got her with a stick with tammy's blood <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it just seems kind of silly like anytime they go into the the pantheon there like i always want that to be a bigger deal i want that to be american gods right like that's 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 what i'm looking for with right that, which thank god that but- show exists and gives me that so Usually they just die that same episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and there's some funny stuff in here, but there's some tremendously awkward stuff. Uh, and I, but I also very much like Sh- Sheriff Mills, like kind of maybe becoming more of a of a partner with these guys and becoming like more present. So I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm really conflicted about this episode. I don't I don't think it's very good at all. But <clears throat> I'm I'm kind of some of the funny parts are actually kind of funny. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at on yeah, this episode. I don't I don't think I like it. It's a passable. It's a passable episode, but it's not one of my favorites. Do you have any further details you'd like to go into? Um, I, I'm no, no, I would not. How? I'm not horny. Oh, you're you're not. Okay, that's fine. Uh, well, we can we can just get out of here then. Do you want to do the admin? <laughs> sure. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, my fucking throat today. Yeah, you're really wearing yourself out. <laughs> All those horny. <laughs> Apparently, it takes a lot of energy to be horny. Ah! Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Monster of the Week. Uh, we are covering the episode Holy Terror, which has a tagline of "An Angel War Begins." Oh, uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Thank you, to everybody, Shit. for listening. Thank you to everybody who has been commenting or uh, writing to us on Twitter or in other various places. Thank you to the patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week, especially uh, join our Patreon for cool, exclusive episodes and access to our Discord chat, which is extremely horny, everybody. No! <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. Chris, you are... I'm at Local Bones. <laughs> Podcast is at MOTW Cast. Uh, we'll be back next week. And until then, stay horny, everybody. Don't fucking say it. <laughs> Oh, you monster. Uh, I am. I am at that. If only I could name the episode Horny. I think that'd be really funny. Horny? I mean, who's to say you can't? I, I just, I don't want to risk it, man. Okay. Oh, my back hurts so bad. Why am I so old? Please. I forgot to, I forgot to tell you this uh, before we started. I, I meant to because it was like the most harrowing experience of my life. Uh, my manager, who I normally deal with, I refer to him as my boss. He's my manager or whatever. He was out today, he was sick, and like halfway through the day, I got a little quick message from my boss's boss, and he was like, hey, can you swing by my office? Yeah, he, he didn't say it like, no, it wasn't as casual as that, he just can you come by my office? And that alone is like, oh, fuck. Why? But, he never asked me to come by his office, so I figured he's probably legit gonna ask me something, you know, my manager's not here, so he wants to ask me instead. And I stood up, and I looked over, and I see his office, and I see the head of HR in his office. And that's like, if the head of HR is in your boss's office and you're being summoned, you're being fired. That means, like, straight up. Um, so I walked into that room. It maybe took me like 
30 seconds to walk from my desk to that office. And in that time, I was completely drenched in sweat. I went from nothing to just fully soaked. Um, and I got in there and they're like, yeah, no, you're not in trouble. I just want to ask you to like test something out for us. I was like, oh my God, Jesus, please tell me that before I walk over here. And he did the, you, we need to talk situation. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, like, I think I did that to you one time, right? I just said like, we need to talk. And you're like, do what? What is happening? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? No. Don't break up. Uh, good episode, man. I had fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was kind of blazing through legit just because my back hurts so bad. I have no fucking clue why. It's all good. I'm just very uncomfortable. Get a better chair. Mm-hmm. Get better posture. A get a things. better body. Get a better life. This is real easy yeah, if I can for, say this kind of thing. For real. Okay. Probably should have loaded up Discord before I started recording my audio. My laptop's always freaking restarting. Okay, man. Hello, Hamora. Hello. Hello. Jesus Christ. Once again, completely forgetting that I'm on the mic. That was uh that was Hogwartsian for unlock. Oh, is that what that means? I think so. I used the word um we just recorded an episode of Days of Future Cast and uh Doctor Strange was a guest. So I um and he was like teleporting people left and right and I kept using the word apparate. And I, I use it in my notes too. And, I, and Gary reads my notes. And every time we got to the word apparate, he would just mentally, and I could hear like the mental click as he would change apparate to appear. And I'm like, this motherfucker does not like Harry Potter. <laughs> That's not surprising. <clears throat> so, you know what the saddest thing in the whole world is? Because I saw it today. I. I, I, you're not gonna take a guess okay i'll just keep going with my story cool. <laughs> yeah i mean the, um, the saddest thing in the whole world i don't know man like there's a lot of sad shit you really want me to start i guessing? looked in the mirror <laughs> boom um, nailed it. no so i mean it's we're about to get hit with the snowstorm we're about to get creamed as you oh, know no, no, and no, no. um not to not to be conjuring up the gerard way cover of the simon and garfunkel song hazy shade of winter but that's what it is today um Everything's just real gloomy, all these skeletal trees everywhere, and just the snow mounds pushed up against the sidewalks, just pathetic, just really dragging you down, and the sky is just the perfect slate gray, you know? There's no light. It's just a gloomy winter day. Storm's coming. And uh, I pull out of this little, like, I I go through uh, an apartment complex or go by apartment complex and then i pull out onto like a main road and as i pull up onto that main road i'm kind of looking around at these trees in this gray sky and i look over at the side of the road and i see something that i was not expecting to see and uh, i get a little closer i'm thinking that that can't be what i think it is but sure enough I, i pull up next to this um to this forlorn object and it's just a sad, pathetic Wii U that somebody has abandoned oh, on no. the side of the road. <laughs> no. Right? Just right at the edge of this bridge. Like, it just left it there to, to sort itself out, if you get catch my drift. Um, just seeing that screen, you know? Seeing the Wii U gamepad. Just abandoned. Near, you know, a half-melted pile of snow. It just, it really, it really broke my heart. That's really sad. Yeah. Saddest thing I've ever seen. Do you have a Wii U? I do. 
do do you use it for anything? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh I was moving around some chargers and stuff, and the tablet lives in that same little area, and I was like, oh wow, this thing is filthy. This thing is just dirty. Yeah. Mine had a uh, had tums, like the you know little things you take for when you have a stomach ache, like the little chalky. Mm-hmm. Circular ones. I don't know if it's like different versions. I know Tums. Like uh, we don't have cayenne. Tums I explain this or anything. No, I just I, I only explain because like I got the ch- the chalky ass version of them, and I dropped a bunch of them behind my nightstand, like during the summer. I like knocked the thing over, and I picked up a lot of them, but a lot of them I didn't pick up, and then they melted, and they melted onto part of my Wii U, and I just didn't clean it for like six months, and then Jess finally cleaned it because she was like, "You're repulsive. This is disgusting." <laughs> This is disgusting. And I was like, well, I can't see it most of the time. So I'm not worried about it. Um, and that that instigated a thorough cleaning of that of the entire room. But um, yeah, the Wii U, you know, one of these days I'm going to go and I'm going to play that Fatal Frame that is exclusive to the Wii U. But until that day, it's just going to gather dust. Yeah, actually, I was actually like a supporter of the Wii U. I really, I really like the idea of that system. I like the the kind of tablet thing. I just most of the games did not really take advantage of that in any kind of cool way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the ones that did felt real gimmicky about it, or were just bad games. Like that iZombie game was kind of cool. Like when you managed inventory, like your character would like kneel down on one knee and then like go yeah. into his bag, and then you had to like hold it to the tablet, but you kind of had to keep looking to see if zombies were coming out. But uh the combat in that game was so bad that I just didn't want to play it. Like that, that was a cool thing, mm-hmm. but the rest of the game kind of blew. So, um, not to interrupt this gamer conversation, but do you hear that? No, I don't. Is there something? Is that? Is that my boy? Is that my boy Sonny on bass right now? Ooh, digging that. Is he? Is he coming in with a sick baseline? Is that is that you Special playing vi- on your on your toy bass guitar and calling Special it? Special visit. Hey, I used to fucking slap some bass. You don't did even, not. Used don't to even slap get it bass, Chris, I Chris Mosier. You did bass. not slap any. But you've never slapped I, a bass guitar in your life. I slapped bass. I, I had this thing. This. What was it called? It was called. It was. It was. Oh, it was called the Little Bastard. I think it was an, a gigantic bass guitar from like 1979. It was seriously like the coolest thing I've ever owned. I still, it's in my parents' basement somewhere. Um, it's, it, it was made in Japan, and it was the size of me when I was 12. And I fucking slapped some bass on that thing. I didn't know how to play bass, but I slapped some bass. I was in a band, and we jammed, and I slapped that bass. I, I could have been Sonny. I could have been Sonny, and I could have been in Stephen King's band. I would have. I'm so glad that you you weren't Sonny. Like I'm so glad that like the Chris Mosier that I knew ended up playing video games and got corrupted by Final Fantasy VIII at yeah. a young age instead. Just because you would have been that dude, man. Like you would have been that dude that like has base magazines all over his oh, for coffee sure. table. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. Like I got to yeah. buy some new strings because I wore the other ones out. It's funny when I was in uh I was in college and I met like one other kid who like was also into emo. Um, he had a Get Up Kids hoodie on. That's how I knew. Shout out to Mike. Um, he came up to me and was like, Hey, I like your shirt. I was probably wearing like a Morrissey shirt or something. And, um, just to show how fucking cool I was. Um, and he was like, long story short, quickly asked me if I wanted to start a band. And he was like, we're like, I just got this like space, but I don't have anyone to play with. And, uh, there's a battle of bands coming up. And I was like, I feel like I'm in a movie right now, but yeah, sure, man, I'll, I'll, I'll join a band with you. And he's like, you play an instrument. I was like, yeah, I play bass. And he's like, 
Ooh, Ooh. I play bass. Kid have two bases. Mm. And me, just like I wanted friends. You know, I was a freshman in college, and he was a junior. He was older. He was cooler. Um, I was like, you know, I can learn to play guitar. No, no sweat. So I got a guitar, and I probably told the story to you a thousand times by now. Got a guitar, and then I learned how to play all these songs in like a minute. But I never played bass again after that. <laughs> never slapped that bass again. I can't. I can't re- oh, I just remember the name of the band that had two bass guitars that we we like to talk about on this podcast. What is? is do do you know what it is? Crankbait. Mm. Of course. How could I forget? That dude's name uh, came up in conversation in like a, a like a professional environment. I was talking to, uh, and you were like, "Oh, colleague sure? of mine," and, and he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." And this guy, da 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 da, you know, he's starting up a company that does this. And I was like, "Oh yeah, French fry guy." And the guy looked at me. He was like, "That dude eats nothing but fucking French fries, man. It's so weird." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Very funny to me. Crankbait. I'm gearing up for a trip this weekend, my man. Yeah, you ready to um, you ready to uh, go to Clown Town on some of these frowns? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to Mardi Gras, dude. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Just going to Mardi Gras. Yeah, um, yeah. Frow- frowns is my is my nickname for people who for uh, for for ne'er do wells for, for people know, that are around. at a parade. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> No, f- ne'er do wells at a parade. You know, people walk around frowning. They're not here to party. They're here to harass people, but not not when Jeremy Greer's around. Um, I got an email the other day for best practice practices. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, Mardi Gras safety tips. Oh, okay. Um, and this is this is one that I've known for a long time. I just think that it's the it, it was a real funny choice of font and and typesetting. Uh, put your valuables in your front pockets, parentheses, phone, wallet, cash, credit card, etc. And wear as little jewelry as possible. You need to remember, mm-hmm. Mardi Gras is like a, and this is all caps in bold, pickpocket Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you have, no, you, have the pr- for sure. you have the creme de la creme of pickpocketers coming in and competing with one another. Yeah. Who could pickpocket the most stuff? Yeah, you have whatever... Ch- team from uh the alc west or i don't fucking know anything about football yeah yeah. uh and then you got the new england patriots every year they're there to pickpocket you that's true (laughs) i feel like tom pretty has personally pickpocketed my heart several times this year so yeah no for sure for sure i mean i don't feel that way because i don't watch football (laughs) and i'm from new england so (laughs) (laughs) they also tell you not to use glass containers um which is a big no-no and uh but yeah my favorite part is so before you go get a go cup so like you don't have to stop drinking mm-hmm. you can take the beer with you yeah. just, don't, <laughs> just, just, just bring your own just bring your own put put a fucking monster of the week inflatable ins- insulator whatever the hell they're called uh koozie huggy on your drink you need to have that branding out and about with you oh i'm gonna um i've got those big kick sam stickers that i don't know what to do with so uh, he's gonna be Excellent. he's gonna be on my like breast pocket i'm just gonna stick one of those over there hell yeah i, I haven't decided either that or on the hat i think the breast pocket would get a little bit more visual attention and i could be like yeah that's that's big kick sam you don't you're not familiar and see if how many people yeah, say like the- oh yeah <laughs> yeah big kick sam i know that guy i'd be like yeah yeah totally he's great <laughs> We find out there's this other guy named Big Kick Sam out there. He's at Mardi Gras. Oh my god! <laughs> stealing my brand, dude. These are my kicks. You round, <laughs> you round a corner, and he just looks like that. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's actually a pretty accurate representation of what I think that um, some dude who does kicks would come to Mardi Gras dressed as. Yeah, like, totally shirtless, yeah, yeah, yeah. tatted up, bandana on the head to keep the mm-hmm. sweat out of his eyes, like the, the whole nine. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty stoked um, to go to Mardi Gras. Hell yeah, you gonna party? But how long are you there for? Thursday to 
uh, question mark Saturday. So we'll we'll get there Thursday. Friday's the parade. Um, we'll probably do some hanging out Thursday. There's like a party to go to. Um, but we'll get there around lunchtime. So we'll probably like hit our favorite spot. There's an alligator poor boy that I'm looking forward to having that I had last year that was really really good. Um, and then Friday's the parade. We'll probably party a bunch Friday night and then get up and come back home on Saturday. Hell yeah! And then I'm going to. Uh, I'm um. I'm going to try to play Persona 5 again. Mm. Everybody told me to uh, after the last episode, which was came out like tomorrow. <laughs> like that episode's not yeah. even technically out yeah. yet. It just came out on the early feed on Monday. Um, everyone told me you can change the difficulty. And like one person even said mm. like, oh yeah, this was me. Like I, I did exactly the same thing. Yeah, I also told you that, but you didn't have much of a reaction when I told you. So feeling a little bit. You were in the middle of riding the road so that. far, Chris. Like what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck i didn't do that again <laughs> i need to remind you later to do uh episode art too yeah i had that i have my art ipad charging already for that um oh god damn it it's hard i've used all my jokes um okay well you can get you guys can get some mileage out of young dean right i guess so <laughs> Um, did you, did you, are you still there? I'm chilling. What's okay. up? Sorry. I, th- I thought it, <laughs> you're, you're quite, you're breaking up quite a bit. So I just wanted to make sure you were. It's because I didn't laugh enough at your joke. It's true. Yeah. That's, that's the sign <laughs> that the, the internet is bad is when you don't laugh enough at my joke. <laughs> Has nothing to do with me whatsoever. Um, 